Arsenal have won at Old Trafford for the first time in over a decade. It was a solid defensive display from the Gunners. I'm absolutely delighted. What a weekend it has been. And we're going to be dissecting that historic victory at Old Trafford. Maybe historic is the wrong term, but it feels what like one, given it's been so long. We're going to be discussing that victory and uh, breaking it down for you on this edition of the Chronicles of Aguna. listening to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast. I'm Martin Tyler, and you're listening to Harry Simeon. Hello, good evening and welcome back to another edition of the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast brought to you by Manscaped.com. As ever, I'm your host, Harry Simu, and I'm absolutely delighted to be bringing you this show live on the Sunday night. Yes, sometimes we wait till the Monday. Most of the time we wait until the Monday, but I'm so ecstatic about today's result, about today's performance I couldn't hold it in me. I had to share it. Um, we had to get on here today, discuss this, um, really dissect the game, talk about the positives, um, because it has been, a, a, I guess, a difficult couple of weeks from an Arsenal perspective in terms of our league performances anyway. A um, couple of Europa League wins, um, not great performances, but, you know, we got the, the points. But it, it's all about this victory at Old Trafford and what that means and what that signifies. And... You know, it's been a long, long time coming. I think 14 years since the last time Arsenal went to Old Trafford and won. So do not underestimate the significance of this result. It's been unbelievable. It has been an unbelievable day um, and an unbelievable weekend, to be honest, because I'll tell you why. Um, not only are we celebrating the fact that the channel has hit 10,000 subscribers on YouTube we're also celebrating a win against Manchester United at Old Trafford. It's as though it was meant to happen on the same weekend, so I'm absolutely delighted. I want to start by thanking every single one of you who's been showing this channel uh, the love and support over the last uh, couple of years or so. Um, and to those of you listening on the audio platforms as well, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you guys' support too, because that was how the Chronicles of Aguna started. So absolutely delighted to have hit that milestone. Thank you all so much. Um, but now it's time to discuss that win against Manchester United at Old Trafford. Let's start off um, by looking at the starting lineups of the two sides. Um, in particular, obviously, Arsenal's. Let's, uh, let's go through it. It was obviously Bern Leno in goal. Uh, it was a back three of Kieran Tierney, Gabriel and Rob Holding. Rob Holding rushed back to fitness despite us thinking he was going to be out for quite a bit longer they, the physios did, done some excellent work Rob Holding as well um, deserves some credit as well himself for fighting his way back to fitness and, and helping us out at a time where we were in need um, and what a performance it was from him but we're going to come on to discuss that in a little bit um, moving on to the rest of the team Hector Bellerin uh, played at right wing back and Bukayo Saka played at left wing back although the system was very fluid and we talk about that a lot since Mikel Arteta has taken over we talk about that fluidity with which the shape changes and Bukayo Saka is integral to that because he is somebody who is just as comfortable playing at left wing back as he is stepping into the midfield um, 
even operating on the left flank as a winger at times as well. He's such a useful, versatile young man um, and a mature young man, someone who plays as though he's been at the top level for years and years and years. But it's often so easy to forget, isn't it, how young he is. What a performance um, from the team overall. But those were the two wing-backs. The middle of the park, it was Thomas Partey and Mohamed Elneny. Now, I, I know a lot of Arsenal fans were having kittens before the game when they saw that Mo Elneny um, had been named in the starting lineup. Everybody was like, whoa. Um, and there were a couple of selections, actually, that people were looking at and sort of questioning prior to kickoff. There was the question mark around... Um, you know, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang again playing from the left-hand side. There was a question mark about um, Lacazette. People were very unhappy with his display um, in the game against Leicester City recently. There was question marks around Willian, who, let's be honest, prior to today, hadn't played very well um, for a long, long time. He hadn't played well, in fact, since that win at Fulham on the opening day. So, you know, lots of question marks around Mikel Arteta's side. There were question marks around the fact that both Reese Nelson and uh, Joe Willock played so well in Europe midweek, yet neither got a look in today, not even named as substitutes. It was Renata, Mustafi, Sabayos, Maitland, Niles, Xhaka, Pepe and Enketia on the Arsenal bench. Manchester United have, have had some success of late playing with this diamond system. Um, a diamond system that's seen them uh, pick up, you know, some really really good results in Europe in particular um, and something that I think Arsenal were quite aware of the possibility that that was what they were going to be facing um, and it seemed as though Mikel Arteta had worked on that. Mikel Arteta was aware of that. Mikel Arteta had understood the challenges that that brings and this is no word of a lie. When I was sitting down to, to start the game, uh, to start watching the game, I, I was watching it with my dad and my two brothers and we were discussing Manchester United's team and I did say that if there's one area in which you can exploit a team with a diamond, it's in the fullback areas. It's getting down those flanks and creating overloads because often the midfield is too narrow to get out there and support, to get out there and help. Sometimes a diamond formation is difficult to break down in the middle of the park. But even with four Manchester United players in there, Mohamed Elneny and Thomas Partey were just incredible. They completely dominated but that's not just because of those two. Now, I'm not taking any of the praise away from the two of them because they were both excellent. But what I mean by that was it was also very important that Alex Lacazette dropped into that almost false nine slash number 10 position when Arsenal were pressing United's midfielders. It was important that Gabriel and Holding stepped forward as a centre-back pairing and were aggressive and closed the gap between the defence and the midfield and between the midfield and the attack. Arsenal was so, so compact today and so aggressive, particularly in that first period. It was a, a joy to watch. It really, really was. We had Manchester United for long periods in that first half, squeezed into their own half and devoid of ideas, literally devoid of ideas. Um, you know, so I thought Ole Gunnar Solskjaer got it wrong. Um, but, you know, you have to... You have to give credit to Mikel Arteta for getting it right. Mikel Arteta would have seen that formation pay dividends for Manchester United in recent times. And he counteracted that. And that's what good managers do. You know, we, we've given Mikel Arteta quite a bit of criticism over the last couple of weeks because maybe creatively we've been lacking. And I think that was fair at the time. But one thing you can't take away from Mikel Arteta is his ability to set out a game plan, his ability to orchestrate game plans, you know, styles of play and, and nullify opponents. 
because that's something that we really, really were missing for years and years and years. We were struggling to nullify opponents. It was too easy to get through the middle of us. It was too easy to break Arsenal down. And yes, we're lacking a little bit in the creative third. And you could argue that a more creative Arsenal side go and score two or three at Old Trafford today. But credit where it's due, defensively again, we were, we were outstanding. We were brilliant. And when you go to places like Old Trafford, you need a bit of fortune. You need to be well organised. You need to have a game plan. But you need individuals to perform. And every single individual on that pitch for Arsenal today performed to a very, very high standard. I, I genuinely thought that. When you talk about from the back, Bern Leno, you know, didn't have a great deal to do in terms of making saves. But Bern Leno came out and caught a few crosses, um, which, you know, it might sound like I'm taking the piss when I say that and when I say it in that way. But Bern Leno has faced criticism for not necessarily dominating his area at times I'm not going to sit there and say dominated the way Jens Lehmann would or the way uh, Peter Schmeichel would or anything like that but you know we, we saw him come out and catch the ball and, and take the pressure off of his defence we saw him distribute the ball very very well I thought he distributed it excellently, excellently today and he never really looked nervous when the ball was being played back to his feet you know, we're seeing Arsenal start to establish a bit of an identity. This playing out from the back thing, whether you like it or not, it is here to stay. It is a feature of the way Mikel Arteta's teams play football and are going to continue to play football. And the more we do it, the more comfortable we look doing it. And when you've got, you know, a goalkeeper who's comfortable, that is so, so key. And for the first time in a long time, I thought Berlino looked very, very comfortable with the ball at his feet. His decision-making in terms of the passes that he chose, the passes he selected, the passes he played, um, I thought that all the choices were right. The choices were correct. The choices were good ones. And that is so, so important. You know, Gabriel and Holding, both of them were immense. Absolutely immense. And I've got to admit, just like Mikel Arteta, as he alluded to after the game, I, I did worry when they picked up yellow cards so early on in the game. I did worry because our game up until that point had been built on on the aggression, on the fact that those two were squeezing up the pitch, closing those gaps between the defence and midfield, not allowing the likes of Rashford, Greenwood to, to have a minute or even a second when they controlled the ball. As soon as they got it, Gabriel was there, Holding was there. They were there in the back of those players and they were making their life really, really difficult. Mohamed Elneny and Thomas Partey, brilliant. The physicality that they both brought to the table was incredible. Both of them, you know, both of them gave the ball away a couple of times. Actually, probably Thomas Partey more than Mohamed Elneny. But as we kept saying during the game, as I kept saying to my brother, to my dad, I kept saying to them, the thing with Thomas Partey is he may lose the ball from time to time. But when he loses the ball, he turns straight back around, he gets on his bike and he gets back. And more often than not, he wins the ball back because he's got that engine. You know, we finally got an engine in the middle of the park. I thought he was sensational. I thought Mohamed Elneny, for all the critics he receives, brilliant, fantastic player, fantastic player today. Um, you know, his performance was as good as you'll see from a, a midfielder in the Premier League. I thought it had everything. Defensively, he was disciplined. He stayed in shape. He added to the organisation. Used the ball very well. 
Yeah, look, you didn't get the defence-splitting passes that you might get from a Kevin De Bruyne, but this is Mohamed Elneny we're talking about. And Mohamed Elneny performed to his absolute maximum today. And Mohamed Elneny often performs close to his maximum. And that is why he is such an, uh, a well-loved player, an adored player by his teammates, by the fans. You know, yes, you know, in the cold light of day, you maybe sometimes look at Mo Elneny and say... Is he good enough to play week in, week out? Is he good enough when we come up against a side that we're, you know, the onus is on us to go and break them down? And, and you could argue he's not. You could argue that in a game where we're at home against a team who parked the bus, then, you know, maybe Danny Ceballos is a better option based on, on, on our other alternatives. But today, for the job that he was tasked to do, I thought he was excellent. He was fantastic. And he was one of a number of players who performed to a really, really high level. Guys, if you're just joining us, uh, we are celebrating Arsenal's victory over Manchester United. A big hello to every single one of you who's joining us live at the moment, whether that's on YouTube, whether that's on Facebook, whether that's on Twitter. Welcome. Um, and a big hello, of course, to those who are listening to us back on the audio uh, first thing on Monday morning. We're going to have a little bit of a toast because we are celebrating tonight a win over Manchester United at Old Trafford for the first time in bloody ages i'm over the moon i'm delighted gonna treat myself to a cheeky little whiskey um to celebrate as well and uh yeah feel free to to top up your glasses while you're watching cheers to the arsenal and cheers to all of you guys for getting the channel to 10k subscribers over the weekend I i'm absolutely delighted i never thought when this thing started that we'd ever get to that point so i'm over the moon i'm i'm so so pleased and that's all down to you guys and and thank you to every single one of you but i have got one more favor to ask if you haven't already smash the like button on this video the more likes the more views the higher up the rankings it goes so please if you haven't already smash that like button and seeing as we've hit the 10k subscribers mark now we're going to be running a competition starting from tomorrow for the whole week on our Twitter account, at Chronicles underscore AFC. You can see it rolling across your screens right now. Keep an eye, keep your eyes peeled there because we're going to be giving away a brand new Arsenal home shirt um, to the winner of that competition. So uh, keep your eyes peeled on that. I will post it on the YouTube community page as well uh, for those of you that don't have Twitter. Uh, so as many people as possible can enter. Um, so keep your eyes peeled for details on that. Let's continue discussing the team and the individual performances Let's start with, well, we've we've discussed the, the, the two centre-backs. We've discussed the two central midfielders who were excellent. Let's talk a little bit about Kieran Tierney as well, who again was asked to fill in as a centre-back, as a left-sided centre-back. We all know that that isn't Kieran Tierney's position, naturally. But he continues to do a fantastic job there. He was solid as ever. He made one error, um, Literally one error where a ball came over the top and he tried to header it out and he kind of flicked it on um, and put, I think it might have been Greenwood in behind. Um, but fortunately, Arsenal's defensive structure was there. The organisation was there um, and everybody got back and, and made it very, very difficult for Manchester United. But overall, it was another excellent performance from Kieran Tierney. And again, we, we speak about the fluidity of the system, the fluidity of the formation. And Kieran Tierney gives you that. Because when you are in possession, when Bukayo Saka pushes on, Kieran Tierney can seamlessly become a left-back. And it's a credit to Kieran Tierney because, you know, I'm not sitting here saying we should be going OTT about the fact that he can move into the left-back position. 
um, because that is his position. But the fact that he can play as a centre-back, I think, uh, deserves a lot of credit and a lot of praise. And, and he was another player who was at the top of his game today. Left wing-back, Bukayo Saka. Again, really, really good. Really disciplined for such a young man. Um, always working back, aware of what was going on around him, but equally added a little something in the midfield as well and on that left flank when Arsenal uh, needed to bring the ball forward. On the other side, Hector Bellerin, a player who gets a lot of stick, actually, didn't deserve it. He was brilliant today. He was absolutely fantastic in every way. From a defensive point of view, I thought he was excellent. Um, he got forward to good effect. The, the two best chances that Arsenal created in the first half came because Hector Bellerin made runs down that right flank, got into really, really good positions. There was the one uh, where he put the ball low across the penalty area of Bamiyang stretching um, to try and reach that. You know, some people will probably say that the pass was a little bit overhit, but in that situation, you have to put the pace on the ball to beat the defender and the goalkeeper. That's the way it is. Lovely delivery into the box, just a little bit too far uh, for a Bamiyang. But then there was a, the other situation where the cross came in for Bukayo Saka um, to head her just over the bar. And I can't remember if it was Bellerin's cross or if it was Willian's cross. I think it might have been Willian's cross. But it was Bellerin's run on the right-hand side um, that created that space, that created that overload. And every time Arsenal looked dangerous in that first half, it came from that overload on the right-hand side. Almost as though, you know, forget the fact that Luke Shaw is, is not very good. Um, but it was almost as though Manchester United had focused on dealing with Arsenal's left-hand side. And one of the things we've spoken about time and time again since Mikel Arteta took over the job is the fact that um, Arsenal have been very much geared to going down the left, going down that left-hand side. And maybe Manchester United focused on that a little bit too much. Maybe their midfield diamond was a little bit, too aware of that and and maybe because the fact that Paul Pogba was playing from the left it made Arsenal a little bit more tempted to try and expose them down that side because you know that Pogba's not going to get back and protect protect sorry the defender maybe as well as McTominay might do on the other side so I felt like Arsenal identified that really really um really really early on and made good use of that and put United under pressure on that side of the pitch and that's where our chances came from at the end of the day. We've got to talk about um we've got to talk about Willian. I thought that that was that first 45 minutes was the best display from Willian since that game at Fulham on the opening day of the season. I thought he was really really good. Um used the ball well, drifted in field and created the spaces for Bellerin to make those runs. Bellerin in turn making those runs, allowing Willian to drift in field. I thought he worked really hard. I thought he was excellent. I thought Willian did so so well. Did he drop off a little bit in the second half? Yeah, I think he did. But I think a lot of players did. Uh, and Mikel Arteta alluded, it, alluded to it himself. It's not easy to maintain that level of physicality um, throughout 90 minutes. So we've got to give credit where credit's due. And we've got to be understanding of the fact that, yes, some of these players didn't play on, on Thursday night and had a few days off, etc. But you're talking about going to Old Trafford here. And, and such was the effort levels in that first period understandably there was going to be some form of drop-off in that second period. I thought Lacazette did a good job today. I thought Lacazette did really well in the sense of, as I said right at the top of the programme, he did drop into those deeper positions to help Arsenal create this, this press on the midfield diamond of Manchester United. He never gave Fred 
uh, time on the ball. He never gave any of their midfielders time on the ball. Whenever it was within his kind of remit, Lacazette was there. Lacazette was busy. Lacazette was causing problems. And that's maybe what you get from Lacazette in the middle that you don't get from Aubameyang. And, you know, I was very much an advocate going into this game of, of moving Aubameyang back into the middle of the park. Um, but when you see Lacazette perform like that and you see Lacazette execute his manager's instructions perfectly, then you you do understand why there is a reluctance on Mikel Arteta's part to move Aubameyang back there. And he was asked about it, wasn't he, in the lead-up to the game, just prior to the game in his pre-match interview. Um, it was, you know, was there a temptation to move Aubameyang back into the central position? But he said that, you know, Aubameyang has scored plenty of goals from the left, and he has. That's that's the point, isn't it? And that's what Aubameyang is in the side to do. He's in the side to score goals. And finally, um, with Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, he, he broke that mini gold drought um, that he's been on that has seen him receive quite a bit of criticism um, from sections of the media and from some Arsenal fans. But, you know, when the moment came about, when the penalty was awarded, um, which was again an excellent run from Hector Bellerin, some really good football from Arsenal to keep possession and be patient and wait for the cracks to appear in that Manchester United shape. Bellerin got in behind. It was certainly a foul. He was brought down um, and there was Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang to step up and take the penalty. And he made absolutely no mistake with the penalty. It was an excellent penalty and um, one that ultimately sealed the three points for Arsenal at Old Trafford. You know, when you... When you kind of look back at the game, there were a couple of moments, you know, I've seen some Manchester United supporters moaning. I know Oli Gunnar Solskjaer had a little bit of a moan. I think they felt that they should have had a penalty for Gabriel's challenge on Matic. I didn't think it was a penalty. Um, I guess you could argue that maybe Gabriel was fortunate to get away with not receiving a second yellow card for that challenge on, was it Greenwood, I think, on the right-hand side? He just skipped past him. Watched it back a couple of times and I feel like the fact that Bukayo Saka was coming across may have been the saving grace for Gabriel there because maybe, just maybe, Mike Dean felt like the cover was there and, you know, he hadn't really had a second warning, Gabriel, and maybe that's why he was a little bit lenient. I don't often praise referees, but I'm going to praise Mike Dean today, surprisingly. Mike Dean's one of the referees that I've had it in for for a long, long time, but I thought he... Handled the game really, really well today. He gave us a penalty at Old Trafford, which is always a bonus. Um, but I think he handled the game really well. He didn't let the fact that um, it was Manchester United at Old Trafford make a, make a big difference. And yes, there were no fans there. Do I think Mike Dean would have made some of the calls that he did had it been a full Old Trafford? Probably not. Um, but I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and I'm going to give him some, some praise because I thought he, he handled the game pretty well. Didn't think it was a particularly ill-tempered game, though. It wasn't like an Arsenal versus Man United of years gone by. Um, you know, so that was obviously um, helpful to Mike Dean. It was a much easier game to referee than probably some of the games that he's had to referee or that anyone's had to referee between our two clubs in the past. Um, so that was obviously a positive. But um, yeah, overall, I thought, yeah, look, we went there with a game plan. We executed it to a T. Were we a little bit fortunate in some moments? Maybe we were a little bit fortunate with a second yellow card not being shown to Gabriel. Maybe we were a little bit fortunate when that ball deflected off of El Nenny and then off of Bern Leno's head and hit the post and went out. Maybe, but you know, you earn your luck and um, we haven't had much of it lately. So I'm absolutely delighted that tonight of all nights it's uh, it's come and Arsenal have 
have got over the line and, and registered a really big victory. It would have been 30 games without a win um, at one of the big six away from home had we not won tonight. And as Gary Neville said in commentary, we can stop talking about that win at Manchester City now um, and we can talk about this one because it was a brilliant performance from Arsenal, um, a solid performance from Arsenal. Created chances in the first half, not in the second, but, you know, I still think we were the better side by quite some distance and deserve to win the game. You know, and you could argue that if we don't get the penalty and we don't score, then maybe you see Arsenal be a little bit more brave in that last 15, 20 minutes or so. But because of the, the time the goal went in, um, because we, we were given the lead um, just before the 70th minute mark, I think it was the 69th minute, obviously that alters the game plan, doesn't it? And I thought Mikel Arteta managed it really, really well um, between that goal going in and the game ending. Yes, United had a lot of the ball. Yes, United were lumping balls into the penalty area, as you'd expect. But I thought Arsenal did brilliantly. Arsenal did brilliantly. I thought about doing player ratings after this game. Um, and I'll quickly run through those. But, I, you know, I don't think there's anyone in the Arsenal side that deserves below an eight. Um, I'll give nines to, to Elneny, to Partey, to Gabriel, to Holding. Um and I'll give eights to everybody else. I give nines because I don't give tens. I never give tens. Um, you've got to score a hat-trick and come up with three assists to get ten for me. Um, but yeah, eights all round um, and four nines for the two central defenders and the two central midfielders who I thought were key to our success tonight. Really, really key. Um, so yeah, cheers to an Arsenal victory at Old Trafford. Fantastic uh, result. Delighted. What a way to end an excellent weekend. Um, it's been a busy weekend, a weekend packed of football. Um, I want to say thank you to everyone who helped us hit the 10K subscriber mark. I want to say thank you to everyone who tuned in to our VCN commentary in the United States last night of Liverpool versus uh, West Ham United. Um, and yeah, cheers to every single one of you. Right. Um, let's uh, give you guys a quick reminder. Where is it? Uh, it's all the way on the other side of the room. But don't forget, so I'm not going to give you a little demo with the trimmer. Uh, but don't forget that this podcast is brought to you by Manscaped.com. Head over to Manscaped.com for all your male grooming needs. Um, and if you enter the promo code CHRONICLESAFC, all in capital letters, you will receive 20% off uh, and free shipping on your order. So you'll save yourself a fair amount of money. And with Christmas coming up, it's an excellent present um, for, for a man, obviously. Um, so, yeah, um, big thank you to those guys for their continued sponsorship of the podcast. Right, fill up the chat with your questions. We're going to come to your questions and comments now uh, for the last part of the show. Um, <laughs> I love this one from Guna Craig Podcast. Check out Guna Craig Podcast as well. New, podca new Arsenal podcast on the block. It's a great show. Um, I've had the pleasure of listening. I've only listened to one so far, but that's not because it's no good. It's just because I've been mad busy. But the one I did listen to, I really, really enjoyed it. So check it out. Um, he says, that's a fresh looking Barnet. You've upped your product game in recent weeks. What you using? It's a secret, my friend. I haven't even upped it, really. I just decided I'll take some pride in my appearance uh, rather than sitting around at home all day in a tracksuit and uh, with uh, messy hair. There you go. Uh, right, let's uh, go through some of your comments uh, from the very beginning of the stream. Get your questions in as well. Um, and I'm going to pick up as many of those as I possibly can between now and the end. Uh, Graham Sutherland says, Elneny, Partey and Gabriel were immense. Absolutely. They were they were excellent. 
Um, I've said it already. Every single Arsenal player today, I thought, was brilliant. But those three, as holding in there as well, because I, I do genuinely think that if Gabriel wasn't so good, we're talking more about holding tonight as well. Because I thought he was really good. And you've also got to take into account with Rob Holding that he was out for... You know, he was out with an injury. It didn't even look like he was going to make this game. And he made it. And not only did he make it, he was excellent. He was fantastic. Uh, Femi says, uh, been waiting for you, bro. What a win. Total dominance. Um, naughty evening, Harry. I'm not sure what he means there. Uh, but thank you so much, mate. And uh, welcome to the stream. Archangel says, hey, we did it, Harry. Uh, PW says, croaky voice or COVID? Didn't think I had either. But um, yeah. Uh, definitely not COVID. Um, I've had a test and it's not that. Don't worry. Uh, Graham says, well done on your 10K, Harry. Thank you so much, Graham, and for your continued support. Um, Daruv says, it's 2 a.m. here in India, but I have more energy now than I did before. Understandably so, mate. These kind of victories, these kind of wins, they do put a spring in your step, don't they? I mean, you can see, I haven't stopped smiling. Like, I haven't stopped smiling. As I said, I was watching the game um with my family and I got in the car to drive home after and um the missus was like you're so thrilled by this aren't you like she could just see the happiness she was like I'm glad you're happy well damn right you're glad because it puts me in a much better mood uh evening to Omar um Archangel 7am in Melbourne been up all night Carter says congrats on 10k that doesn't mean just because we've hit 10k that if you're new to the channel you shouldn't be hitting that subscribe button we hit one milestone now we're going after the next one so make sure uh, you subscribe to the channel if you haven't already and there are over 350 of you watching us at the moment across the multiple platforms so um let's get to at least 200 likes I mean surely we're going to get to 200 likes let me see where we're at at the moment uh whoops apologies if you get a little bit of feedback there we've got 89 likes um let's get that up guys come on let's get that to at least um 150 likes now you know what let's go for 200 likes there's enough of you watching let's get 200 likes on the board um sooner rather than later uh kartik says this week on same old arsenal podcast we're suddenly in the best team in the world while after last week we are shit as a club we need to stop overreacting to everything that said amazing win i, I don't kartik mate i i don't think there's anything wrong with discussing a negative performance and highlighting things that you feel could be better i think a lot of arsenal fans were worried by the nature of our displays in recent weeks under Mikel Arteta, the lack of creativity. And if we're being brutally honest, yeah, it went our way today. And, and I'm obviously delighted about that. And the game plan worked a treat. But we, again, we weren't overly impressive going forward. And, and so it's still something that we need to improve on. I think you can highlight things and you can discuss things without it necessarily being... OTT like it doesn't like it goes back to what I was saying on the podcast the other day not every view has to be so extreme you don't have to be either Mikel Arteta is is the ne the second coming of, of Jesus Christ or Mikel Arteta is useless you can be somewhere in the middle and, and I think we've lost that ability to kind of just let people be in the middle and understand that people can be in the middle with their views. Um, and that's with anything, you know, whether it's talking about COVID and the lockdown measures, whether it's discussing Brexit here in the UK, it just feels like everybody has such an extreme point of view and there's no room for a kind of middle ground anymore. And I don't know why that is. Um, 
Let's see what else we've got here. Uh, PW says, I prefer El Nenny. I think he meant to say El Nenny. Uh, to Shaka. And a lot of people are going to be saying that, um, you know, after today's display. And El Nenny was excellent. He was fantastic. But there are games where I think that Shaka would be of more use. I think it's horses for courses, isn't it? You... You go into a game like this one at Old Trafford where you need mobility, you need discipline. Um, someone who's not going to give away a penalty because at Old Trafford that is a common thing. Um, so, yeah, I think El Nenny was certainly the right choice today. Um, you know, in hindsight, obviously, um, I wouldn't have gone with El Nenny from the beginning. Um, but I was wrong, you know, because he was excellent. And I'm absolutely happy to say that and absolutely happy to put my hands up. But I think there are horses... I've lost my... It's too much whiskey. There are horses for courses. And I think that El Nenny was certainly the correct option today. But, you know, you could play against a, a deep lying team next week at home and think that Jacques is probably a better option. So, yeah, um, it's totally dependent on the game as well. But El Nenny, as Paul says, he had a brilliant, brilliant game. Um, Paul also goes on to say that Obot was poor. Uh, yeah, look, his overall game wasn't great, but... When you're on a bit of a goal drought, the way he was, and then you you step up and take a penalty, such a big penalty for Arsenal, a penalty for Arsenal in a game their level, having not won at Old Trafford for 14 years, having failed to beat any of the big six on their own patches in 29 attempts, I think that's a pretty big penalty. And I think there's a lot of pressure in that penalty. And I think there's a lot to be said for how cool and how calm and how collected he was. And the fact that he sent David De Gea the wrong way with an excellent penalty and ultimately wrapped up the three points for us. Let's not forget at times, you know, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang is on the pitch to score goals. And so if he adds more, great. But if at the very least Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang pops up with a goal, then I don't think you can really ask much more from him. We all know what he's about. Like He's not, he's not Thierry Henry. He's not Dennis Burkamp. That's not what Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang is. He's a goal scorer. And he does that brilliantly. He does that brilliantly. And he did it brilliantly again today. Um, what else have we got here? Uh, Alex McCarthy says, Willian didn't get the recognition he deserves. His hold-up play was superb. Yeah, I said it when I was running through the individual performances. I thought that Willian was excellent today. Um, yeah, run out of steam in the second half, but as did everybody. Excuse me. But his um, his first half display in particular, I thought, was really, really impressive. Really impressive. Guys, I know I keep saying it, but we've been slacking in this department a little bit of late. So let's hit that like button. There are over 450 of you watching us now across the multiple platforms. Let's get up to 200 likes as soon as possible. Um, what better time to do it? What, what could you possibly like more than an Arsenal win at Old Trafford thanks to a penalty? <laughs> uh, Archangel asks Harry is a style emerging I think the style of Mikel Arteta's side has been there for a while the, the identity has been shining through for a little bit but we're not quite there in terms of the total identity if that makes sense I still think that the overall end goal in terms of how Mikel Arteta wants his team to look is one that possesses more creativity is one that is more potent in the attack I do think that um, but we are starting to see some constants shining through. It, for example, the the fluid formation, the the system that sort of alters mid game um, and reflects the game state 
I think that's a common feature. The defensive uh, stability is obviously something that he's very big on. The playing out from the back is is clearly part of our identity. The the patterns of play with which we try and suck our opponent in, that's very clear. The the use of the fullbacks and and the wingers coming in field, inverted wingers to get in field and create spaces and create overloads on either side is obviously an identity um of Mik- is part of the identity, sorry, of Mikel Arteta's side. Now, as good as I, I thought he was today, and I, I did think he was good, um, Pierre, Pierre, uh, Alexander Lacazette, I did think he was good. I do think as well, though, that in the longer term, you probably need a slightly different type of striker to Lacazette for Arteta to get what he wants completely out of the team. You need that person who's willing to drop a bit deep, work hard, um, you know, create spaces in behind for others to run. But you also need someone, I think, who's got a lot more of a presence in the penalty area because whenever we do create, it does come from the wide areas. We do put balls into the box. And it's almost as though if you could have some kind of concoction of Alex Lacazette's work rate, but Olivier Giroud's presence in the penalty area when balls come in his awareness his understanding of getting across the front post and the way he pulls people out of position then I think that that would be ideal I'm not saying I want Giroud back before you lot all start um but yeah I, I do think that um but yeah if you're joining us late there's over 450 of you watching cheers to every single one of you um and cheers to Chris and Penny as well for my personalized whiskey glass there you can you probably just about see it Harry's whiskey there you go. Um, Vinesh says, Harry, please give some stick to Rory in the 90 minutes. Uh, listen, Rory's a, a great lad and a good mate as well. Um, really like Rory. And uh, check out Rory's channel. He's got a new channel. Uh, just type in Rory Jennings and you'll find it. He's, it's an incredible channel. Um, doing incredible numbers already. So check that out as well. And I'll, I'll don't worry, I'll, I'll fully defend Arsenal on tomorrow's edition of the Gas Tank, which given the result, I'm very, very much looking forward to. Um... Carlo says, felt Laka's pressing work was brilliant. Oba was playing like the number nine much of the game. Do you agree? I think when I spoke earlier about Arsenal's side being geared to play down the left more than down the right, that is because Saka joins in as an additional midfielder, but then he joins in on the left. He doesn't join in on the right. So the midfield is kind of almost lopsided when you look at the Arsenal team. But that's not because... um, that's not for any other reason other than to give Aubameyang that freedom to then move in field when he wants to. And that's why we do that. That's why you look at the team sometimes and you think it's a little bit lopsided. Whoever plays on the right has a very different job to what Aubameyang has on the left. And the the allow, the, the fact that Saka moves from left wing back into a kind of left midfield role allows Aubameyang to do that. And, and that's the whole purpose of playing that way. It is very much geared around getting the best out of Aubameyang and allowing Aubameyang to move in field. And yes, he's had a couple of weeks where it hasn't necessarily gone his way. But overall, since Mikel Arteta has taken over, he's scored a shitload of goals and he's been doing it from that left-sided position. So you can't, you know, you might have questions about it in the last couple of weeks. But overall, when you look at the bigger picture, it has worked. Uh, Guna Craig says, I think Shaka is going to struggle to get back in the 11 over Elneny. There was a great balance with Elneny and Partey. If anything, sticking Ceballos in with them would be more appealing than Xhaka. Yeah, maybe. Um, maybe. And that's the kind of competition that you want to see at Arsenal. You want to see Arsenal Football Club. Um, you know, you, you want to see Arsenal 
having competition in key areas. You want to see Arsenal players battling for those positions. You want to see Mikel Arteta having tough decisions to make. It means that everybody um, is pulling their weight. It means that everybody's performing and he's making the manager's life difficult. You know, people say it's making the manager's life difficult, but it's the ideal scenario, isn't it, from a manager's perspective. Right, over 500 of you watching us now. Wow. Um, let's check in on the likes. Let's see how many likes we've got at the moment. We've only got 158 likes, guys. Come on. Um, there's over 500 of you watching on YouTube alone now. So let's get that up to 250 um, before we finish the stream. Uh, the stream. Scream. Mate, this whiskey's getting to me. <laughs> Hit the like button. Subscribe to the channel if you are new as well. Um... Carter Stage says, is there a Manscaped giveaway for us for the win? No, there isn't. Um, but having reached 10,000 subscribers, we are going to be giving away an Arsenal home shirt. So keep your eyes peeled on our Twitter page and keep your eyes peeled um, on the YouTube community page as well. From tomorrow, where I'll be releasing details of the competition. Um, let's see what else we've got here. Uh, Birat, he says, cheers, what a night, can't sleep, it's 2am in Nepal and I'm buzzing. Big shout out to everyone joining us uh, from Nepal at the moment as well. Uh, the Overlord of Procrastination says, I just poured a glass of Pender in myself. Cheers, cheers to you too, mate. Uh, what else have we got here in terms of your comments? Ibrahim Hassan says, wanted to see Pepe. Maybe from the start, but how can anybody be upset about... <laughs> Or be disappointed in, in something that happened tonight. It just all went brilliantly. It all went perfectly. And Arsenal have come away from Old Trafford with a massive, massive result. For the first time since 2006. I was 16 the last time Arsenal won at Old Trafford. When I think about it like that, wow, I'm 30 now. Wow. Um, big hello to Fergus and the Guns and Yellow Ribbons, lads. Uh, check out the Guns and Yellow Ribbons podcast. Um He's also enjoying a nice drink. Uh, big thank you to Atidia, Aditya. Sorry, mate, if I've said that wrong. Uh, to John Smith. He says, um, hey, 10K Harry, what a performance special. Mention, though, to Partey on any gabs. Absolutely. Um, Nasiru says, I love Arsenal for life. Uh, Aditya says, I first heard your 90-minute football and I've not found someone who talks so sensibly after a defeat. Could not wait to follow you, man. And the entire team played wonderfully even Lacazette thank you so much for your kind words mate and you're absolutely right the team were brilliant um the team were fantastic uh James says what a lovely night it's party after party I love you gunners um what else have we got lots of love for Willian in the chat Alex Akundi says Willian was class he was indeed uh Carlo says you hitting 10k means we're making top four. You know what? I was going to leave this till right at the end of the show, but I'm going to announce it now. Um, as much as well as giving away the shirt, we've got a very special edition of the podcast uh, coming tomorrow to celebrate um, not only hitting 10k, but the winner at Old Trafford. Former Arsenal striker Jeremy Aliadier returns. He returns to the Chronicles of Aguna. We'll be live on here tomorrow at 4 p.m. UK time. Uh, so come and join us for that. Um, let me just make a little banner to stream across the bottom. Um, Jeremy Aliadier joins Harry tomorrow from 4 p.m. live on this channel. Uh, should we add a little bit more to that? Uh, let's put former... Arsenal striker 
There we go. Scroll that across the bottom. There you go. There's a new banner as well. Uh, so former Arsenal striker Jeremy Aliadier will be joining me tomorrow from 4pm. Uh, Going to do about a half an hour show and we'll be discussing the win at Old Trafford. Jeremy's been on before. You've probably heard him on here before if you're a long-time subscriber, long-time listener. Um, always lovely to hear from Jeremy. He's a top lad as well. And I look forward to catching up with him and uh, dissecting that game and getting the view of someone who's played in those kind of games, who's been uh, in and around Arsenal Football Club at the height of the rivalry with Manchester United. Um, so, yeah, very much uh, looking forward to chatting to him. And I hope you guys enjoy it too. Mario says, uh, Hector also deserves praise for tonight. Mature and on it all game. Yeah, absolutely right. Um, Hector Bellerin, I, I said it earlier on, if you've just joined us a little bit late, guys. Um, I thought he was really, really good, Hector Bellerin, not only from a defensive point of view, but everything that Arsenal did well in an attacking third, including most crucially winning the penalty, came from those progressive Hector Bellerin runs. And when you've got that solid foundation, um, you've got a solid centre-back pairing around him. You, you've seen the difference in Hector Bellerin. All of a sudden, he looks something closer to the Hector Bellerin of old. And that's all we want to see at the end of the day, isn't it? We just want to see uh, the Hector that we all fell in love with uh, many, many years ago when he broke into the side as a very, very young man. Um, let's pick up... Um, a few more of your live comments. Uh, Alavi, one of the panellists on our regular uh, social club show, says, well done on the 10K. In case you didn't notice, he's not an Arsenal fan. He says, is that how many second yellow offences Arsenal will get before ascending off? Go and get yourself a hobby, mate, instead of sitting watching Arsenal channels on your Sunday night. Ain't you got something better to do, mate? Get lost. Um, and uh, well, I'm sure we'll be, I'm sure you're, you're going to bring it up a hundred times on the next edition of the social club. Uh, which will be coming later on this week. So stay tuned. Uh, keep your eyes peeled for that. Um, Carl says, uh, never heard of your station before tonight, but loving every minute. So subscribe and like makes a change to hear some positivity. Thank you very much, mate. Um, and thank you for your continued support. Gam Sola says, holding was man of the match for me. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, Lots and lots of positive comments. Everybody's thrilled. Everybody's over the moon. Um, I love this one from Josh Partey. Uh, it's better than Thiago. Um, AK says, I'm stoked with tonight's result. Um, wow. It's, ju it's just been incredible. It's just been an incredible um, weekend um, for the channel. An incredible weekend, most importantly, for Arsenal. And um, it's great to come and do a podcast and be so happy. Because it's been a little bit of a little bit of time Um since we've had a really big result like that and well not a little bit of time but you know yes we had results in the FA Cup but since we had a league result like this one it's been a really really long time so I'm absolutely delighted um, to be here and, and talking about an Arsenal victory right um, that brings us towards the end of the stream um, so a big thanks to every single one of you who's joined us. If you haven't already, like. If you haven't already, subscribe. Um, Jacob wants to marry me. Sorry, mate. Married. Um, not interested. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, it's, it's been an excellent um, weekend. It's been an excellent day. Um, and it's been an excellent stream. I've really enjoyed this show uh, with you guys. As I said, we'll be back tomorrow with Jeremy Aliadier uh, from 4pm to be dissecting the win at Manchester United. But just before we go, I want you guys to flood the chat. Flood it. Absolutely flood it 
with where you are watching us from. I want to give some shout outs to those of you who are watching us from all the various parts of the world because I know lots of you are tuned in from very far away, um, even where it's like 2, 3 a.m. at the moment. And that's incredible. Um, and you guys have your support has just been mad so i want to say a big thank you to all of you guys um let's have a look uh what we've got here um v rogue is joining us from dublin uh shout out to um yasa who says england you could have been a bit more specific um alex is in cheltenham um jacob lowbridge is in my dad's house apparently Better, I suppose I better ring my dad and tell him uh, someone's behind him then. Fucking idiot. Um, Sia is uh, joining us from Johannesburg, South Africa. Uh, big shout out to Mario uh, in Wembley, Northwest London. Mario, cheers to you and all the family, man. Say hello to everyone. Um, and uh, great to hear from you. Tommy is joining us from Ireland. Troy is in Fremont, Nebraska. Um, Louis Robinson is in the northeast of England. We've got uh, Guna Craig in Ireland. Red is in Uganda. AM is in Eritrea. St. Albans, Qatar, Texas, uh, Trinidad and Tobago, Bexhill, um, Sunderland, Washington, D.C. Um, what else? Uh, India, Uganda, uh, Dan DeLuca's cupboard. <laughs> um, Hatfield, Northern Ireland, Abu Dhabi, Melbourne, Singapore, uh wow wow um north korea i'm not sure if they even have access to youtube or the youtube that we do in north korea i'm not sure about that genuinely think i read somewhere that they don't um but nice one um benjamin is watching from russia uh we've got morocco we've got ghana we've got barbados cape town nigeria wow um senegal People from all over the world. It's incredible. Thank you so much uh, for tuning in. I'm going to leave it there. I'm going to go in and enjoy a nice drink um, and chill out. Um, don't forget, as I've already said, if you haven't already, smash the like button. It's so, so important. Subscribe to the channel if you're new. Thank you to everyone who's already subscribed. But if you are new, uh, what are you waiting for? Jump on the bandwagon. And don't forget, I'll be back tomorrow. Um, that's Monday afternoon for those of you listening on the audio the next day. I'll be back with Jeremy Aliadier from 4 p.m. tomorrow. So come and join us for that as well, where we'll be looking back at the game maybe a little bit more calmly. And it'd be interesting to get an ex-pro and an ex arsenal man's thoughts as always so until then take care of yourselves and stay safe cheers you're listening to the chronicles of aguna the arsenal podcast i'm martin tyler and you're listening to harry Simeon.